3: Welcome to Fitness Disrupted, a production of iHeartRadio. I am Tom Holland, and this is Fitness Disrupted. I did a podcast a while back about how my workouts have changed after age. 50 and still to say 50 and I'm 53 now. I feel like mentally I'm 18, <laughs> you know, physically much younger but I'm loving I'm loving being this age as well. Loving it. The wisdom and the experience and, and all the work I've put in, it's all good. Age is truly a number. But that show I did, super popular. You guys like that. You know, I think that's a big part of this demo. You are some of the smartest listeners I've ever had. And I know that because you reach out with questions and comments. and, And I appreciate it all. But I've talked about exercise and nutrition issues for men and women. Later in life, common question, you know. And so I said, you know, I got to do a specific show. And I need a guest to help me with this. I've talked about it. I've trained thousands of women over the years back when I was a trainer and teaching class and holding camps and the books and the lectures and all that stuff. But it is always great to have a really good expert someone who's been in the trenches, <laughs> as they say, and walked a walk, discuss this and have that perspective, the female perspective. So that's what today's show is about. So excited. And I have known this person, haven't spoken with this person in a while. i going to give the insight. We have a connection that I actually did a podcast about it. We'll bring that up with her. So we go a ways back, but I've been watching her on Instagram, and she is now uh, an online trainer. She does a bunch of stuff. I'll let her tell you that as well, and I'll read you here by in a second, but just the best approach, common sense, has put it into practice, is living proof, has the credentials, has the experience, and I said, it's time. It's time to have her on and do this show, talking about women and nutrition and exercise after 40. What's the difference? What are the mistakes? And she will help you. If you are a woman, if you are over 40, but let me say this, so much of what we're going to talk about applies to everyone. There are differences and different challenges and, you know, physiological changes, psychological changes. We can talk about all that, but a lot of it's common sense. And a lot of it applies to everyone. And what she will tell you works, people. (laughs) It works. We're gonna, we're gonna dispel all those myths. You're gonna hear it again. You're gonna hear it again in a different way from a different person. But that is a huge part of this show. Is you hearing it over and over from so many different people and perspectives where you finally go, oh, maybe, maybe that's right. Maybe I should try that. Because that's what works. All right, so who is this person? Jennifer Kirsch. All right, she has been a personal trainer and coach for over 25 years. We have we have sim- similar longevity and and time spent in this industry. Uh, she's now an online fitness and nutrition coach specializing in, yes, women over 40. She specializes in helping women and men, but Women especially make meaningful changes to their bodies, especially in midlife. She believes, I love this, it's never too late to become a better version of yourself. It's never too late. She's the creator of the Straight Up Strength System and Nourished You Academy. I will give uh, her a chance to tell how to connect to her. So for those of you who want to connect... What a crazy world we live in. You can literally work out with her regardless of where you are in the world. All right. She has a bunch of credentials or I wouldn't have her on people. She has been certified by the American Council on exercise in numerous different areas, personal trainer, health coach, exercise fitness nutrition specialist. She's a precision nutrition level one coach. She's done the 200-hour yoga certification. She's spinning certified, stages indoor cycling certified, TRX certified. And I, I love that. Many different specialties. Because (laughs) clients have many different likes and dislikes, as do trainers themselves, right? But so many different perspectives on the cardio, on the strength, on the flexibility and core strength, and all of that stuff. So, very excited to bring her to you. Enough. When we come back from the break, Jennifer Kirsch. We'll be right back. I say it every time I have a guest on because I only bring you the best and I bring you guests from all different worlds. And Jen Kirsch is just one of the best when it comes to uh, women over 40. So, Jen, thank you so much. I can't believe we're having this conversation because you and I are close to the same age. But like, yes, yeah. is, is it weird because you're now are you over 50? I think you are. Right. Like oh, I yeah. Yeah.
4: Yep. 51 and a half, actually. If you want to be exact <laughs> about it. But yeah, close, close enough.
3: Do we get back to that after age like 50? We start going to the halves again just for like when we. I, were... <laughs> I guess. I
4: guess. And you know. I try was, not
3: to think about it too much, but
4: you know.
3: <laughs> but you know what? I said it. I love, and we'll talk about this. Like you and I have been in the industry for a really long time. I read your bio at the start. You know, you're over 25 years, which is, by the way, a huge accomplishment in this crazy industry right it's um yeah you've seen it all we started at the same time you know there was the internet was just starting all that crazy stuff um so congrats and like yeah as i said in the intro i was uh, reading your Instagram for a while. And I said, I got to have her on. But let me let me backtrack a little bit. I'm going to be all over the place. Okay. You'll... <laughs> so I said in the intro that like we have a connection. So many years ago, you helped me out. I started a fitness clothing line and I did a podcast, Jen, that, where I said, this is my one fitness mistake. And I qualified it because I don't believe in any mistakes. It's all part of the journey. But what I said was, here's something I started within the fitness world that I realized I couldn't do half, half, you know, half of the time, a quarter of the time, it had to be all in. So I cut bait and moved on and learned the lesson. And so I'm glad I did it. But you were, you were a model. <laughs> you have... <laughs> I was. Yeah, I was. <laughs> And I don't think we've spoken since then, but you're close. You're a couple towns away and I've watched you teach and now, you know, pivot to the online stuff and you're still doing all of that. But yeah, so we have that connection and now you're doing like a crazy amount of online stuff, right?
4: Yeah. Actually, I really pivoted hard March 13th, 2020. I honestly didn't really give it too much thought. I just went all in. I was pretty comfortable with training folks online because I had had a couple of clients that we were already doing like FaceTime sessions when they would travel. So it didn't, it didn't, um, I didn't really think about it too much. I just dove in Right. and, um, you know, as it progressed, I just, I had wanted to get into the online space. So that was, if there was anything good to come out of, uh, that time period, it was that for me. And I just really, I just went in, uh, both feet first and just figuring it out as I go along. And it's really working out very well for me.
3: And I said in the intro as well, Jen, that there, there, there are no more bots. They're all gone. Right. So when you and I started in this industry, you know, people could go, yeah, but you know, um, I don't have a lot of money. Yeah. But I don't have a lot of time. Yeah. But I don't mm-hmm. have access to a gym. Yeah. But now they're all mm-hmm. gone. And I said in the intro, like, you can work with Jen and you should work with Jen if this is one of your goals. Yeah. Like, no matter where you are in the world, it's just crazy. Fitness technology. I mean, you and I have watched that progression in the most mm-hmm. incredible way. Oh, for sure. Right? I mean, yeah. yeah. It's amazing. So I, I gotta start with this question, and it's it's gonna lead to every other question. Okay. After, okay. After, <laughs> after after 25 years, Jen, don't you feel like you're a little nuts with this industry? In other words, like you just want people to get it, right? Like you're like, <laughs> we're going to go through all the myths and all this stuff, but it's like, it's so much, it's it's challenging to figure out what you want to do and what you like, but people are struggling for the wrong reasons.
4: Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I just I think that a lot of people really want, they want something instant. They want to know that they're on the right track, especially when they get to a point where they're ready to make change. They make the, you know, they, they've made the decision to actually make change. And then it seems to me that they want it like very quickly And I think sometimes that their, you know, their wisdom gets a little clouded, not really all their fault, because there's just so much information out there. But I also always, when I work with people, I always think a beginner's mindset, because what maybe you and I know, because we've been doing it for so long, we know it in our bones. <laughs> not everybody knows that, and it's okay. Like I was doing my taxes last week, and I thought, oh my gosh, I would have made the worst accountant. Whereas, you know, I have friends that are accountants, and they're like, what? It's not so hard, you know. So I, I always try to appreciate that when it comes to fitness and nutrition with my clients, is that you know they 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 don't know everything, and that's okay, you know, and that's okay. But I try to really simplify it for folks and and uh, clear the noise, so to speak, so that they can really focus on what's important and what works, and not get so distracted by the other things. As sexy as
3: they may be, and see that's such a great point, Jen. Is that with the good comes the bad, right? So, in other words, what you're alluding to is that there's so much information out there, and there's so much bad information. I say that when I started this yeah. podcast, I was like, and and I love that you called it noise because it is noise. And so, you know, even though people have access to you, there's the shiny other stuff, and and as you said, the promises of the quick fixes and and stuff like that. So in, in, in one sense, it's harder than ever before to get in shape because you have to make sense of all that noise.
4: Yeah. I mean, and you and I can both speak to this. I mean, you could do the same workout you did in 1997 and still get a result in 2022. It's just, we, we, there is so much to, to pay attention to, to distract. And I think, you know, anybody who's been, who has made fitness a sort of a lifestyle for any amount of time, probably with, with, would be able to understand what I'm saying with that is that, yeah, you, of course you have to change it. You need to progressively overload the muscles and all that stuff. But the fact is, is you don't have to veer off to these extremes to get a result. And, right. um, I think it's, you know, we have to, it's, it's a marketing machine It's the what $70 billion industry. And, and, you know, we have, they have to keep freshening it up. I, you know, sometimes I feel like, Oh gosh, am I just boring? <laughs> I'm not making it sexy enough. You know, I try to, uh, incorporate other, other uh, skills to keep people interested and keep them reaching their goals. But, um, I do think things change too, as you get later in life and different issues do begin to come up that, um, that maybe weren't there present when you were in your twenties, thirties, forties.
3: And I think that's a huge challenge too, Jen, is what you just said about, you know, making it sexy. And is this boring? And I have so many people say to me, like your workouts are boring, Tom. And I go, "I, I get it. I mix them up Uh, like what I do, but like boring works. That's the problem, Jen. And and I'm not saying we have to be bored, but it's the simple stuff. And I know that you agree with this. And I have some quotes I'm going to pull that I did pull from your IG about this type of stuff. But, but that's part of the problem, right? Is people are looking, I watched a guy looking to Instagram for craziness. I watched a guy yesterday (laughs) hold a 45 pound or hold a, a barbell with plates on either end. They're probably not 45 and do a flip hold the bar, but like, and, and, like I had to watch it a couple why? Times I go, Well, ex- right, right. First you go, why, why exactly? Um, but because that's what, what's getting the eyeballs. I mean, it's just crazy. So there yeah. is like this unfortunate need for you as someone who is online to compete with the crazy stuff, right. To constantly try to make it sexier when it's still kind of the, the continuation of the basics that work. So you have to kind of tread those waters, which are, it's difficult.
4: For sure. And I just want to, I want to dovetail off that. So just a quick side note. So several years ago, pre, pre COVID, I started posting on Instagram as a means to share workouts with my current clients when we would have like snow days and things like that. I never had any intent right. of being like an Instagrammer or anything. I'm like, Oh, you know, I mean, in my, in my old posts are so funny because it's literally like a screenshot of the notes on my phone. But, um, and at right. the beginning, you know, it was more about I, I was showing a lot of just, Exercise related content. That was it. That was what I was comfortable showing of myself. So I would demonstrate some different moves and I would be creative with it, with it safe, of course. But then I started to think, you know, but that's not my clientele. Most of my clientele, the people that I work with daily, aren't doing stuff like that. They're still working on basic kettlebell swings and a pull up and a push up and stuff that's not sexy. So I really started to veer off of that and say, you know what, I'm going to show. More realistic stuff that people actually can do, not the stuff that is like a circus act. I mean, I was never doing a flip over a bar, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I mean, stuff in the TRX that maybe is a little bit more advanced for the average exerciser. And so, what I didn't want to do is scare people away by saying, this is what you have to do to be in shape, because it's just not true. Right. But doing those things can be fun if you have a base level of proficiency under your belt. Right.
3: Right. That's
4: got to come first. That has to come first. So,
3: Exactly. People don't know how to do a squat, right? People don't know how to do push-ups right? You know, the number of pulses, I call them pulses. I'm like, oh my gosh, stop going for 50 or 100, right? (laughs) Do 10. And you brought up, I remember when my wife, who's not a fitness person, said she was going to take a TRX class. This is like right when it came out, like years and years ago. And I was like, oh my gosh, she's going to (laughs) die for for a number of reasons. It Uh, it seems simple, but it's not. The instructor is going to teach to the strongest person in the room generally. And you have to yep. know how to position your body. Like TRX, as simple as it seems like it is, it's super challenging. And you kind of have to know what you, you're you doing. And you need someone like you to walk you through it. So it's such a great point that, um, you know, there's so much nuance that that people aren't aware of. So let me get right to it because I know people are going to scream at me in, uh, <laughs> in the messages just, about like just – let her talk. So you have so many okay. good points on your Instagram top. Let's just give them what they want to start off at least top weight loss oh. mistakes. Um, talk about diets. Talk about all that stuff. Top, top mistakes you see.
4: Um, well, you know, really, just full disclosure. I work mostly with women over 40. I do work with men as well, but mostly women over 40. And I, back to what I was saying before so many times when we, when women reach a point where they're like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to change my life. Right? I'm ready to change my body. And they want to do it all really quickly. And they get a little bit overwhelmed and they want to do all the things. So they will try things like intermittent fasting because they've read a soundbite on it. They're like, oh, just don't eat for 12 hours or 16 hours. And so they start with that or they don't eat enough or they try to add too much too much exercise, and especially in a woman over 40, 45, 50, it, that can really have diminishing returns because you're just adding exercise, great as it is, is a stressor. It's a stressor. And as you get older, your body just simply needs more time to recover. So I I, I see those as mistakes, and I really encourage people to look at it as a long game, even, even if you're starting in your 50s. You know, if you want to do this to have a healthy 60s, 70s, and 80s you have to really commit to it being a lifestyle and that's right. not something that's going to happen in six, eight, nine, twelve 12 weeks. That's going to be something that happens a little bit over time, just like any, any, any new habit that you're trying to build. You're, you're going to have a better chance of making that part of your repertoire. If you go a little slower and get those wins under your belt before you try, you know, more higher level things. So Um, that, that is, I, am just thinking, you know, currently I've worked with some women who I I can always tell when people come to me with sort of this sense of desperation and they, they want to make the changes. And I already know, I'm like, I have to talk them down. Like we got to slow down, (laughs) we're just going to take it one one step at a time. Um, but you know, being in this industry for a long time, you start to, you do start to see those personalities for sure. And you know, a lot of what I do, because I am working one-on-one with folks, I can, I can see that. And, you know, we can speak to the psychology of what's going on there as well. Right. I I do think I I do really like to work with people at that level. So, you know, what some one, one person's mistake may be. So let's take the intermittent fasting thing. We were joking about that earlier. Mm -hmm. There are people that I work with that are, they are very knowledgeable. They read a lot. So for that person, I think I made an example about this on my stories. I'm like, Trying to do intermittent fasting as a first little level, level strategy is like trying to take uh, AP Spanish as an eighth grader. Yeah, you know, you, you, you got to learn how to eat before you start learning how to fast. Jen, and you're, so many people don't know how to eat. <laughs> Period. So, but
3: you know, we joke, but because we we were, I'd argue, like again, I'm dying that these people are. are are depriving themselves and struggling. And as you said, starting off that way, I will throw one of my brothers under the bus all the time with this kind of stuff, because I got five. And yeah. so you won't know who it is, but um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> he is the king of this stuff, like the quick fix, And so he, you know, will do the intermittent fasting, but then he eats garbage after that. And as you said, and this is my thing yeah. too, yeah. you can't start, we can get into science quickly, but like you have to learn to eat first. You said it. I love that. You said it right. If you're eating healthy, yeah. Then we can talk about like gaps of time uh-huh. and, you know, what uh-huh. it does to your cells. And I think this is where I actually responded to you on Instagram. You were talking about this and I said most people aren't doing it for the autophagic, you know, uh, yeah. effects. They're not, they're not doing it because their right. cells are. So ah, you got you to gotta start, as you're saying, you know, thinking it's going to take time. I'm going to do it right this time. I'm not going to torture myself um, with, these, with these fad diets
4: sometimes i don't i don't know if part of this i do think it's our culture is the quick fix culture but it's almost as if we feel as though we need things to be difficult in order for them to actually make a difference and be effective and i would argue otherwise you know i would argue otherwise like get some i always say this get some wins under your belt with the easy stuff first and then you can start to challenge and whether we're talking exercise or changing your nutrition habits try to walk before you run you know, you, you didn't get to do, you know, multiple Ironman by going out and running a marathon from day one, right? It took years and years and years of training to get to that point. And I think when it comes to changing our, our fitness regimen or the way that we feed ourselves, it's the same analogy. You have to start slow. <laughs> you have to start slow and get it to be so that it's almost automated and feels easy. And then you can start to add more complexity, more challenge, whatever that looks like to you. I'm not, I don't, I don't believe that your diet should be a challenge. I believe it should be automated and and easy, but I do think back to when you asked me about what mistakes people are making, I think like with women, the whole I'm diet, I should just say I'm, I'm, I'm diet agnostic. I don't necessarily feel like there's one best diet, but what I will say is this women in my age group vastly under eat protein. And I think in some ways they're afraid of it just as they are afraid sometimes of strength training. There's a lot of old yeah. messaging in there that uh, they're hanging on to. And to them, it's like, you know, strength training means CrossFit, means bodybuilding. No, <laughs> um, same thing with protein. Like, oh, plant-based is better. And I would argue, I'm like, you could still eat a lot of plants.
3: <laughs> yeah, right.
4: <laughs> and all up to eat protein, if it's animal protein. I know it's, you know, that's like, oh, I could go on a whole, on a whole tangent with that. But I do see that as a, co- a common thing that is that comes up.
3: Oh my gosh, there's so much there.
4: Say, <laughs> yeah, and I will just say this like really quickly. I think it's just easier to get your protein requirements in if you do eat animal protein, eggs, fish, meat, chicken, whatever. Yes. Um, and not try to, you know, I, I, I don't, I, I put it this way. I have had clients that were vegan before or insisted on being vegan. I'm like, I don't know that I'm a nutrition coach for you because that is, that is a lot harder to do in a healthful way.
3: Yeah. To each their own. And I love that you said um, diet agnostic. Did you, um, have you read Diet Cults by Matt Fitzgerald yet? It's on the list
4: <laughs> of, of the many wellness books I try to make. it. No, no, no. Here, like,
3: yeah. like move that to the top. That's one of the terms he uses. One of the single gen smartest guys I've ever met in this business. I mean, he goes through all the diets and say, and starts off by saying just the fact that there's so many should tell you something <laughs> right away, right? Right, right, um, right, right. And he just goes through the science and says it's more about belonging to something than it is eating. Hell, I mean, just so smart. Everything you just said. And then he expands on all yeah. those points. And listen. Yeah, well,
4: I would agree. Yeah. Because it's a good cocktail party conversation, right? You go, oh, I'm doing intermittent fasting and it's amazing. Or, oh, I'm doing keto. And it's the best thing ever. You, I mean, you hear it. You're around and I know you're in the business and I get this too. People will ask me, stop me in the grocery store and go, well, what do you think? Like this isn't the time to have
3: this conversation. Oh no, Jen! I have the opposite experience. When I'm in the grocery store, people run away from me. The women with their carts, like they're like, "Oh my god, I don't want them to see what I have in the cart." I'm not kidding. Like, like, no, no.
4: I get that too. They'll go, "Don't look at my cart." I go, "Don't look at my cart."
3: Yeah. Well, they 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 say it's for my kids. They'll say it's for their kids, and I go, "This is for me. The ice cream's for me," (laughs) and I'm not sharing. Um, All right, again, people are going to get people want those. I I love this because it's so great to have you on and have this perspective, you know, from from again, I said in the intro, someone who's been in this industry for as long as you have someone who has walked the walk and run the run. And you've had the issues. I know you had hip issues, right? And things like that. Thanks to Instagram. So we all have obstacles. But what you're saying is people need to find their their way, right? So in other words, find what foods work for you. It doesn't have to be a struggle, right? It's a challenge at the start to figure out what you like and learn about carbs and protein, as you're saying, but Mm -hmm. it it doesn't have to suck. It shouldn't suck, right? It doesn't for you and it doesn't for me. And it doesn't have to for anyone when you figure out what you like.
4: (laughs) On that note, if you make it suck, you're less likely to stick with it, right? So whether that's a dietary practice or uh, a mode of Of exercise. Right. You have to find some level of enjoyment. I always think, you know, I I think I have encountered people, to be fair, working in a fitness studio for the past 25 years. Most of the people that are coming to me actually do enjoy exercise. I've taught group fitness for a really long time. Um, I've been a personal trainer for over 25 years. So the majority of the people in my classes really enjoyed fitness. However, a lot of my clients did not enjoy exercise, which I always thought was interesting. And I think that they felt put it this way, they, they knew that in order to be successful, they had to hire a professional to keep them accountable. But it's, you know, I, I work really hard to make it as enjoyable as possible, whether it's, um, you know, making it fun, um, intense enough to be productive, accessible. I really have worked hard to, to be that kind of trainer, but you know, there are some people that still really don't like to move their bodies. Personally, I try to understand, like if it's somebody with a significant weight issue, I would, I completely understand that it's probably not comfortable to be in a body that just, you know, is a lot to move around. Try to be sensitive the way I say that, you know, but sure. I think that I can totally understand that. Um, I have always been a mover. I've been a mover since I was a kid and it's looked different every five years, really, if I look back at my life. Um, I would not have qualified myself as an athlete per se. I didn't play a team sport in high school. Um, but I was really active. I was big into running and my bike and hiking and swimming and all that stuff. Um, so I, I, li- I like to move and I find different ways of moving. But to your point, talk about setbacks and, and especially as you get into your 50s, because so many people are dealing with injuries. I always call it my clients that, you know, the island of misfit toys because <laughs> and we start every session with like, okay, how's your body feeling? It's like, oh, well, my neck is this and my ankle is that. And we just, you know, we work around it. We work around it. I, I've been doing this long enough that I can, I could change their workout on the fly and work around what is and not worry so much about what the plan was because I um I was listening to one of your podcasts, I think it was from last year about things to how you've changed your workouts over 50. And I will say, I do that. I train myself this way and I'm training my clients this way now too. I'm very, I, I approach it in the moment. The plan is not even a plan. The plan is to be in the moment and be intuitive about what your body needs on that day. So yes, somebody might be coming to me and they want to do a hit workout, but I'm like, yeah. You, know, you didn't sleep last night, we need to stretch and do some mobility and let's work on that, so I think that when you give yourself permission to deviate from the plan and and meet yourself where you're at on any given day that that's i, I think that's really powerful you know it has been for me
3: that's so true, um, and I love these interviews I always go <laughs> I have notes and and they just go in different directions and and that's that's why I say Jen and I'm sure you agree you need your exercise arsenal so when people always ask us what's the best and you know, I'm sure you've gotten that for 25 years as well. And you go, it's all good. And to your point, like if you have 20 minutes and no equipment, that's when you go online and you do one of your, you know, body weight only workouts, right? If you have an hour and you're, you know, with your, then you go for a walk, but there it's kind of making the workout based on your mood and your time. And then within the week you go, okay, I want a certain number of strength basically, some cardio, some, right. all the five components. But to your point, you can't be regimented. And that's what's so, isn't it bizarre when you have clients? I mean, I'm not doing the the training anymore, but when you would say to your clients, we're not going to be that strict, and they're like shocked, right? They're like, yeah, wait a minute. No, no, no. I'm paying you to tell me exact, like to really beat me up. And you're like, no, no, no. There will be times yeah. when we don't do that
4: yeah. And I still do, you know, I still have, uh, it was funny now that I'm, you know, my husband and I are working from home and we're I'm away right now, we're working remotely. And he was listening to me train a client the other day. I said, you know, you realize on that some people actually really like that level of intensity. And I, it's my job to take them down a notch because I know that it has diminishing returns. Like if somebody was bringing to sleep, you know, somebody who might have some high octane type A types that they're like, yeah, I still want you to punish me even though I'm sleep. I'm getting by on three hours of sleep. I, I'm like, no, <laughs> that's yeah. not going um, to happen. But to your point, like, I think we're kind of saying the same thing about saying, you know, like, be, be respectful of where your body is that day, but also everything has a season. I know for you as an athlete, you know, doing the races that you're doing, you're not training like that 365 days a year. It's seasonal.
3: You can't. So Exactly.
4: What are we, yeah. What are we doing on the off season? We're still staying mobile, but maybe we're, we're working on other things. I always joke as a sidebar. Um, I used to have a client that was a dermatologist and he was, you'll laugh at this. He was always insistent on doing bicep curls. I kid you not. He just always wanted to do his bicep curls. I, I understand said,
3: that. <laughs> as <a> so, guy. <laughs> yeah.
4: So I, I know. So, But I'm looking at him and I'm like, actually, that's probably, that, that's fine. We could do those. But what we really need is to kind of, you know, alleviate your chest tightness, work on your back body right, strength, all right. that stuff. Right. And I, and I said to him, I said, with all due respect, it's like somebody coming to you with a face full of acne and they want Botox. Great point. I said, that's how I'm seeing your need to do bicep curls. I that's said, I point. think it's awesome. We can still do it, but you've got to trust me that I am, you know, I have my own insight as to how I want to approach this. So, but I mean, you know, the 30 year old trainer and me probably wouldn't have been that, um, forthcoming, good forthcoming. And I would have just let the client drive the session. but. I've been doing this too long. And you know what? I can't do that anymore.
3: (laughs) Again, like totally deviating from all my notes, but that's why let's, you know, pat ourselves on the back at this age. I, 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 someone put out there recently, Jen, it was such a great meme. It was something to the effect of, you know, I don't want a fitness trainer who's 20. I want the 50 year old with the couple kids who's, you know, got the hip replacement, right. And got the, and I'm not, listen, you and I both started then, you know, young and, and we learned along the way, but there's a certain amount of experience and education and just um, time in the business where, yeah, you're going to say to this person, Hey, you're paying me for my expertise, right? Let me do my job. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean it's not different every day. And, and yeah, like client like that, you go, okay, do what I ask for 80% of the session. Then we'll do your bicep curls at the end, but we're going to, you yeah. know, focus on, yeah. on the other things. That's, it's such a great point. Um, let me get this because I know I'm going to forget, and people are going to yell at me. Um, a, a couple lines I loved that you said in your Instagram post, and, and everyone tell people right away. Um, what's the Instagram? It's Jennifer Kirsch. Yes, or at, Je-
4: yeah, at Jennifer at Jennifer Kirsch Fitness. At Jennifer uh, Kirsch Fitness. K-I-L- yeah,
3: K I R S P H. Yeah, and that'll all be in the notes, so people will see that in the post. Um, so go there and check this stuff out. Um, so much there, and I'll say that again at the end. But uh, one of your lines, ladies, it's so it's it's time to stop being so afraid of lifting weights because heavier uh, lifting weights heavier than your handbag. In my experience, <laughs> yeah. the, the four-letter word Jen that almost ran me out, and still to this day, is bulk. The fear of bulk. Oh
4: yeah. Yeah. Like, just
3: t- like, so women, you know, at this age, especially how truthfully strength training is a fountain of youth.
4: Yeah. I mean, you, I, I always say to people like, look at, think about people that you know in your periphery, in your neighborhood, in your community that are over 65 that are still moving and grooving, right? You're like, oh, look at that. And they're so vibrant, whatever. I'm like, what are they doing? What are they doing? Well, what, this is what they're doing. They're moving their bodies. They're moving their bodies and they're surrounding themselves with community, right? I don't know that they're getting all worked up about putting on bulk
0: <laughs> women right, in right.
4: particular. You know, their posture is better, especially if they're strength training. Um, so, but back to that. I mean, I listen, I've been battling that whole conversation my entire my entire adult training life. I've been a certified trainer since I was 25 years old. And I, you know, truthfully, I've never personally wanted to get into powerlifting or CrossFit. That's just not my cup of tea, but I love kettlebells and I I don't lift as heavy as I used to because it just doesn't feel as good as on my body. So meaning like I don't deadlift my body weight anymore. Um, And I'm okay with that. That's how I've modified as I've gone into my fifties. But I don't worry about putting on bulk anymore. I just think that that, I think it connects back. You could probably understand this. You know, when you'll say like, if you really want to make a change, you've got to connect your inner why of why you want to do the thing, right? There's a, there's a drive within you. So I think at this stage of the fitness game, whether it's for other folks, I see it coming up, but also for myself, like I want to age well, that's it. You know, that's uh, yes. Aesthetics are great, but so that, that's what drives me. So But when you think about like the whole bulk question, I think women get really too caught up in like these weights are going to make me heavy, therefore I have to stop at five pounds. Like you think about like, what are you doing? You're pushing a vacuum cleaner along or picking up a suitcase or whatever it is that you're doing. That weighs heavier than that five pound weight. What do you think that's going to do for you really? Right, right. (laughs) Really, I know I just went off on a long tangent there. No, there's so much, there's so much there. There's so much there. And I think, when I guess what I'm saying, Tom, is that when when we tie it back into aesthetics only, we really lose the point of why you would strength train to begin with. See, it's that, not just about aesthetics.
3: And that's spoken from someone who's been in the industry for 25 years. <laughs> Are you right? And it's so true. And and listen, I always say three main reasons: right, you look better, feel better, live longer. Right. Most people start mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what the reason is. So I used to be way more in it for vanity. Now it's for my sanity. I sure. use that line all the time. But <laughs> but guess like what, yeah, yeah, it's for my sanity. So I don't kill my children, my teenage boy, like uh, so many different things. But you still get the other two, regardless of why you start or what your main focus is, right? So it's just yeah. the bulk thing, and and we could do five hours on this because, in my experience and in your it's interesting to hear <laughs> you from the the female perspective you know um it, it's it's tougher for you cuz you're you're dealing with the women in a in a different way than i am uh, or used to at least um the bulk yeah, just yeah. kept, it kept, it keeps people, it keeps women from achieving their best bodies. Right. And, and let's just put it in perspective. As you said, you know, lifting five pound weights, not going to make you huge. Uh, the guy next to you who wants to get huge, who's lifting 50 pound weights is not getting huge. Right. So we could go into the hormones and stuff. So, so don't yeah, worry about exactly. it. You're keeping yourself from, as you said, quality of life. Right. Do you want to be walking yes. when you're 80, 90, we're going to live to be longer than ever before.
4: Exactly. Well, I mean, and and to be fair, like it's hard as a as a woman in perimenopause, menopause. It's hard enough to put on muscle. It's not impossible. I gotta state that. I get so much pushback. Not without HRT, all that. Okay. Well, that might be true, but that still doesn't take away the fact that resistance training is one of the best things you can do for longevity and your health. Period. And you know, it, it is hard enough to put on muscle. You need a little bit more. This is what you know. Where women in my age group, they do, again, they're afraid of the weights, but they're also afraid of the protein. Like, listen, this is just a fact, you know, this is, if you keep, if you keep trying to think that the, the little weights are going to do it and that eating a 1200 calorie are going to do it, you're, you're, you're missing out on a wonderful opportunity to change your body composition and your, and your overall health and the way that you'll age. Right. You know, now is the time. Now is the time right. to do
3: it. Right. And you can be, you and I live in an area, and and others do as well, where there's a lot of skinny, unfit people, you know, men and women. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's about being healthy. It's about being injury-free. It's about, as you said, you know, getting away from the aesthetics and going, what's your, you know, annual physical tell you, right? So – you know, the non-scale victories. I'm just going to go through a list because you have so much great stuff. Again, you got to go to uh, Jennifer Curse Fitness uh, Instagram account to see so much of the stuff and the workouts and everything like that. But you say, am I mastering the basics or am I looking for a distraction? And you were talking about, I think, red cider vinegar or something like that. Oh, apple
4: cider vinegar. Apple cider vinegar,
3: yeah. (laughs) So, and there's so many things we could talk about, but back to the basics, right? So, you know, strength training, giving it time, just give people those things you have learned after 25 years back to like what they need to focus on, especially after 40.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, to be fair, like some of those old, those tweets and stuff are little pithy things that kind of come out of my mouth when I'm not thinking about it. I'm like, Oh, I gotta write that down. Cause it gets, you know, it gets people the attention, but generally like the ha- apple cider vinegar, you know, that's the whole thing is, Oh, you know, it'll help you lose burn body fat. And I get this. A lot of that's like questions I get from my actual clients, and or DMs. Or sure. What do you think of this? Like, listen, I you know, I know it goes back to the very first thing we talked about. Like, are you willing to focus on the boring basics? They're simple. They're simple in theory, but they are not so easy for everybody to implement. Exactly. That's just a fact. And it's always been that way. I think, you know, short of going off on a big old tangent, one of the things that I see, it really trips people up. I think it's for men and for women. I mean, we live busy lives. We live busy lives and it can be hard to make your health a priority. It's maybe easier to say, well, I'm going to do my workout at noon, whatever, three days a week with my trainer. And that's like about all you can handle. But yet when it comes to eating healthy food or eating on a regular basis, that kind of falls by the wayside. And so getting all of the pieces of the puzzle to work together can be, I find really, really challenging for people, you know, and they just, they, that I think, Tom, back to what you were saying before is like, they just, it's not even so much the quick fix is that they want like a, they always say, I want a plan to follow. I'm like, this is the plan. The plan is you need to be able to pivot at any time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) At any time. Pivot from the workout, pivot from the meal plan and, and have confidence in that choice that that's not going to derail your efforts. If you can't have it just line up perfectly.
3: Right. And, and this is why, again, it's so great to talk to you, someone who's been in the business for so long. And, and when people – and I, when I first started with one of the fitness companies I consult for, many years before Peloton, and they said, you know, part of it is thought leadership. They said, what should we be doing? I said, content, content, content. People want to be told what to do, <laughs> right? They want the P- – yeah. and P90X had just like was killing it. And I said, people want to follow a plan. It could be crazy. And they will – that's what people want for the most part. But now they're learning, hey, just tell me what to do every day. But to your point, yeah. when we talk about, and you talk a lot about goal setting and how it shouldn't be an all or nothing approach, this is why when you have mm-hmm. flexibility, you have to have structured flexibility is what you're kind of alluding to as well. So in other words, yeah, in the course of a week, I'm going to do four cardio you know, workouts. I'm going to do three strengths. And then within the week, you kind of go by, as we talked about earlier, what do you feel like that day? What do you have time to do that mm-hmm. day? And that's where the structured, unstructured approach really starts to work, Right.
4: Yeah, and I think that can really only come when you've had some experience under your belt. Especially, I would say, say, let's just say, for example, somebody is brand new, like completely brand new to regular strength training, and so they might not know that, right? Because all they've ever done is ride a Peloton,
0: right? <laughs> right. So right. for
4: them, they're like, wait, I don't know. I get this a lot. I have a um I have a beginner strength training program that I actually started running online and I got really got a lot of beginner level women or women who had done it back, you know, 20 years ago but just wanted to get back into it and they wanted a little bit more stru- they wanted the structure to your point um somebody to do the work for them which I did. But there was still I could see a little bit of apprehension like and, and fear like oh my gosh, I'm like really sore from this and and just coaching them through that like okay, a little soreness is normal. But we got to ask ourselves like I would say rest and reassess. Take a beat and really ask yourself, is this, you know, do I need a day off or am I okay? And I think people just, they need permission to trust themselves a lot of ways. You know, they they probably know innately, but they're just not sure. And they need reassurance that they're on the right track or that what they're doing is going to get them a result. And, I mean, that is part of what I do as a coach just kind of hold it down for them and, and say, you know,
3: it's okay. Like we're going sure. to be, you need someone who's experienced, you know, who has your goals in mind, you know, as, especially when you're over 40, over 50 and, and to, to, to not get you hurt. You know, people want to be told what to do, but they want it from a qualified coach. Dennis, I think what I'm saying here, and that's why I was so excited to have you on, to give your perspective on all of this. And I want to, Again, I, gotta, I say it every time I have someone on, Jen, because it was the best of the best. I could have you on for five hours. I understand why Joe Rogan does like four hour podcasts. although I, I don't ever <laughs> well, want to do that. <laughs> yeah. No, it's
4: funny you, you say that too. When you're passionate about something, you're you're because all health and wellness and fitness is is it is nuanced. So there's so many discussions that could be had, right? So well, it's really easy to, at least for me, to kind of go off on tangents about um, about this stuff. It's because it's what I know. You know, and not only is it it my career, but uh, I love it.
3: Yeah. And and I know how much you can help people. And that's that's what my career is about. It's what your career is about. It's like, you know, people are struggling. They're wasting time and money in the most important aspect of their lives, like, living better and living longer. And that's why I get so frustrated. So let me just hit the points that now I'll go back to my notes. But this is what I love too, Jen, is is going off on the tangents because that's where the great stuff um, comes from. I never want to have this scripted. But you did say, um, and I love this, uh, about five bullet points. You're talking about motivation, but applies to everything. Basically, you know, after 40, what are some of the things you would focus on? And you say, just give me like, you know, a couple sentences after each one like what you think about them or how to, you know, kind of clarify them. You say, focus on shorter workouts. They don't all have to be long.
4: First of all, first of all, I would say it alleviates burnout, right? I think to ask yourself to do, let's just say we're talking workouts, we're talking strength training, asking somebody to strength train for 60 minutes, Is a lot. I think a lot of people get really attached to the idea that in order, it goes back to that extreme is better and more difficult is better. I disagree. I think better is better. I think you can really knock out three great thirty-minute workouts a week and get a great result if you are. If you're focused on your time, right? You, a lot of people are on their phones and they're kind of messing around and they're not particularly focused on what they're doing. And that's a different story, but. I know for me, when I, I about the motivation thing, like people think trainers are always motivated. That's not the case. I have just found for myself to just start moving, and and just and just get it done, knock it out. And yeah. it's much more enjoyable when I lower the when I lower the bar of the of the expectation for myself. Um, I can't say that would have been where I was twenty years ago, but it's most definitely where I am now. And I find that my body actually needs a little bit more recovery, so that's a better that's a better um, schedule for me to to do that.
3: Totally. And so much there. It's not, you know, so much of this industry is all or nothing, right? It's on the pendulum. So it's one or the other. No, it's not. Do both. I do both. I do some, you know, three-minute core exercises every day. I do, you know, three-hour bike rides sometimes, but it's not an all-or-nothing proposition. So I love that. Um, And by the way, you had a great point, too. You're just talking about time. And, you know, we often say, well, you said 1440 minutes in a day, you (laughs) know— Gym is good, but, and and I love flipping this script because they used to say, or they still say, Jen, like, you know, one hour at the gym is 4% of your day. And you can look at that both ways. In other words, you can go to the gym, as you were saying in your post, it's what you do outside. You're talking about neat activity and stuff like that. But our point here to everyone is, you know, go to the gym, work out at home. It's about movement throughout the day. You want to do everything in moderation, right? Um, there's no one way. And mix it up because it'll be more fun and you're more likely to do it, right?
4: I w- yeah, and I just want to add to that too. I have found, you know, especially when you come from a background, like as an endurance, I was an endurance athlete, my, you know, marathoner, century rides, the whole thing. And I, I don't do any of that anymore. And I, that was a really interesting shift for me to make to be okay with less. Because when you're a bit of a cardio junkie, Um, you know, it's hard to break that because you can, because you kind of think, oh, I got it, you know, more, more time on the road, more miles, it's better, but it's not, it's not necessarily better. Um, not for everyone. And so, but I do see people get caught in that trap. And so they're like, oh, if I don't have time for my six mile run, then I'm just going to work through my lunch hour and keep sitting at my desk. You know what? It would be better for you to just go take that phone call and walk around your house, even if, you know, just to get the movement in just to get the movement in. And I do think that that's just more of like, um, it's more of like a philosophy more than anything else. You know, like this is, I'm just a person who moves, that's it. So it doesn't necessarily have to be a structured exercise workout session all the time. Yes. We still need to be building our muscles and and, and strengthening our heart and all that, but let's, let's let good enough be good enough sometimes. Um Especially, you know, especially as we age. And I don't know, you know, anecdotally, like I know for myself, if I sit for more than 20, 30 minutes, my body starts to hurt. Yes. <laughs> I, need to, I need to get up. I'm like, I'm better yes. if I'm, change, I'm changing position more often. Like, not just, you know, I don't want to be on my feet all day either, but I want to just be intermittently changing my, um, you know, my position, whether it's sitting on the floor, sitting in a chair, or standing up at a desk. So.
3: Joking um, aside, I think that's evolutionary. I've talked about that. Uh, like in other words, I, I'm getting ready to go to Brazil. Another Ironman, and the flight is what I'm more worried about. It's the sitting still mm-hmm. for 14 hours in coach because I'm too cheap to, it, and it <laughs> wouldn't even matter if I'm up front, which I've done before too. But it's like that's more painful than the race itself, <laughs> right? Is sitting still, <laughs> yeah. and and that's. But you know what? You oh, we we need to do another show after this. Um. So we will have you. I will have you back. Um, Great. but you know what's it, you touched on and it's so important, uh, and my experience and yours as well, I'm sure, you know, the people who are not doing enough, think they're doing enough and the people who are doing enough, don't think they're doing enough. And it goes to the moderation and I'm with you. Like, it's been really hard for me at 53 to s- pull back, but I now do things like, instead of going for a 10 mile run, I'll go for a five mile run in the morning and then I'll do something else. So. You know, we'll finish up with that because people want those takeaways. You said, you know, recovery is so important. Uh, protein is so important for men and women. I, I so agree. Strength training, sticking to the basics. And then I'm going to give you um, give your four more uh, points you outlined. Um, schedule your exercise by signing up for a class. I'm going to say go to Jen's site and start there, but take a class. And this is all your secrets to um, having success. Find accountability partners. You've heard it before, but so few people do that. Hire a coach. That's Jen, people. If you're looking for a coach, you want someone who knows what they're talking about, is certified, has been around, and knows how to tailor the workout to you. That's really important. Jen is a phenomenal option. And then, and this is where we're going to have to have you back, connect with your why. I mean, that's that's like so important. Um, and as you said, for you and I now, it's less about the vanity. It's more about, you know, being happy, (laughs) feeling good. Right. And and we forget about that.
4: Yeah. And I do think, I think the, as I look back and I reflect at my life, my, my why has definitely changed. Um, you, you had brought this up before. So I actually had both of my hips replaced in the past five years and that definitely changed the way that I approach my fitness routine. I still work out almost every day. Is it the same level? Am I running marathons? No. Uh, just redefining what it meant to move my body and be strong. But if I had been, you know, got caught up in, we almost went down this road, but like about what I can't do, and then just said, you know, forget it. I'm not doing really anything, which I think happens to a lot of people when they get to be our age, They, they have one injury and that's the next thing you know, they're not moving for a couple of years. I think it's really, really important to try to find something that you actually just can do. It may look totally different than what you did in your 30s and 40s, but and, and different, but different isn't bad. Different is can be an opportunity for for me personally. It was an opportunity to try other things that I wasn't <clears throat> making time for before. Yeah, movement um, and all that. But also, when, when you were talking before about the or just this, I meant to say this earlier. When you were talking about when people get to be our age, I remember thinking as a you know, 25, 30, 35-year-old trainer, like, oh, I got to really challenge these people and do all this. Now, I, and I, I I have to admit, I was a little apprehensive about still staying in the game in my 50s and doing this for a living. I'm like, oh, you know, how long am I going to do this professionally? But now, I, this is why I specialize in the group that I specialize in, um, that I'm niched into the over 50 crowd. I mean, I do have some clients still in their 40s, but because... Uh, for them, I think that they find that somebody understands what their struggles that they're going through is really powerful. Like, yeah, I've had injuries. I've had surgeries. Like, I get it. I know. I think it's made, I think it's made me a much more, uh, empathetic trainer. So I, in that way, I'm, I'm grateful that I had that experience. Um, just a lot more able to meet people, you know, with, with their injuries and things like that. And to your point, tailor workouts for them, but also know what it's like to be, you know, be in physical pain and try to work through that and keep showing up through it. And then also have the look at doing things maybe differently. So, you know, maybe you were a marathon runner and you're not doing that anymore and that's okay. You know, or you, in your case, you're like, okay, I don't do 10 miles at a time. I do five in the morning, five in the afternoon, like whatever, just being able to be willing to redefine what it looks like for you.
3: Right, right, and so grateful to have you on to have that person. It's exactly why I wanted to have you on is to to talk about it through that lens, um, a lens that you have you know been looking through for for decades. But we we have different perspective, and and that is it's so helpful. There's so many people, so thank you. I'm going to leave them with two of your quotes. I think, that are perfect to end this all with. You said uh, the silver lining to this whole thing is that you do have some choice in how well you weather this time of life. It's all about consistency and getting curious. Um, one thing, Jen, I want people to know, and, and that's what you just said here, is is we have control. And and too often people think, as you said, you know, I have this injury, I have these aches and pains, it, I can't do anything about it. And we're both here to tell you, yeah, you can. Um, so, Jen, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Um, again, i going to have you back because... Like I have pages and pages of notes, <laughs> but, but the, the tangents are what I love because that's where it gets real. And we talk about, you know, what people are are wanting to know. So tell people again where they can find you. Well, you can
4: find me at my website, jenniferkirschfitness.com or on Instagram at jenniferkirschfitness.
3: Thank you so much. And uh, again, it's been great to catch up. I want to do this again, talk more about why, you know, finding your why and all of that kind of stuff. But it's been so great catching up. (laughs) I mean, I want to say so much more, but I'm just going to cut it off there. So, Jen, have a great day. Speak soon. And I look forward to doing this again.
4: All right. Thanks, Tom.
3: All right. And we'll be right back after this quick break.
1: Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
3: And we are back. I want to thank Jen Kirsch once again for coming on and lending her expertise it is so great to speak with someone who has been in the industry a really long time, has been in the trenches, as we say, you know, doing, doing the hard work of, of trying to break through the myths, motivate people. It's a tough job. It's a, and, and I'd argue it's tougher for women, the fitness industry, in certain regards. I think getting up in front of a class as a woman to teach a group exercise I think it's harder than than males. I think it's harder uh the criticism and the critique that I've seen at least my experience has been so it's it's just invaluable to have someone like her come on and give her perspective and you know uh, I wish we had eight hours. I feel like we were just starting to scratch the surface and even though we go off on those tangents that's i, I that's part of the show <laughs> i don't uh I don't have it heavily scripted, and I want us to talk about. Um, What flows naturally, because that's that's the conversation between two people who have uh, had the experiences that we have had. So I hope that started to help those who are confused, the women, uh, 40, 50 plus. There's so many of the similarities, though, regardless of if you're male or female or what age you are that we talked about. Yes, there's different issues hormonally for women and men, (laughs) you know, testosterone changes, estrogen changes. Uh, There's there's more what loss of muscle. Men and women, there's the psychological. But it's cliche to say, but I have to say it at the end of the day, it still comes down to the basics. And that's what Jen was saying. She's agreeing. It's strength training. It's cardio. It's not torturing yourself with diets. It's being consistent. And yeah, what what are the changes over 40? You know, when we have those hormonal changes and, and we're getting those aches and pains, we need longer recovery. We need shorter workouts. We need more variation. We need to be smarter. And as we finished up with, for those of you who were super athletic, maybe in your youth and maybe trained a lot and trained hard, maybe trained too hard in your youth. It's psychologically challenging to pull back. And that's what Jen finished up talking about. But I had to end with her quote. I'm going to say it again. The silver lining to this whole thing is that you do have some choice in how well you weather this time of life. I would change some to a lot. Not that that's Proper grammar, but we have control. And Jen's saying that too. No matter your age, no matter your sex, no matter where you are now, you can better your circumstances through what you put in your mouth, how much you move, and your state of mind. And so let's start to control things. Let's start to live our best lives. All right. If you want to reach out, Tom H. Fit is Instagram as well as Twitter, Tom H. Fit. Questions, comments, you can reach out to me through direct message. You can go to fitnessdisrupted.com as well. Email me through the site. My most recent book, The Micro Workout Plan, is available wherever books are sold. And so if you need a plan, as we talked about, there's a great place to start. Also, as we said, check out Jen's Instagram. Check out her website, jennifer kirsch fitness so many ways to achieve your goals people but you gotta start with the right information stop wasting your time and money all right let's all live our best longest happiest lives all right thank you for listening i am tom holland this is fitness disrupted believe in yourself Fitness Disrupted is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
2: This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed a 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits
1: laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh
2: ah sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary 18 plus terms and conditions
1: apply see website for details
3: this is it we've got an amex platinum pro on our hands ladies and gentlemen